Hey guys, and welcome back to the Same Shit Different Day podcast. I am your host, Sacramento, and today I wanted to bring up the topic of the World Cup. Um, Recently, Netflix released a documentary, a documentary of FIFA corruption, Um, and I did watch the whole thing, and I just wanted to bring up some points with the World Coming Up, excuse me, the World Cup um coming up very soon or if by the time you're listening to this it may have already started um but basically um in 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 full of the of the documentary it's it's just basically how fifa started with their corruption um and it mainly stems from one man named sep blatter um joseph f sep blatter and a lot of you may know this man, um, and many of you guys don't. And it's just crazy to see how the world of corruption is in everything. Um, it It's a sport that I love a lot. And to find out that this was going on behind the scenes in such a big tournament that involves the whole world. This is uh, governments are corrupting their countries because they want to host the world cup um and the the benefits that come with that the money the revenue um the the tourism that comes with that it's it's insane what you see in this in these documentaries that they have and just basically to to kind of break it down for you guys it's it's almost like if it was a, a mafia or a, a cult, uh, really, where like the highest up um, controls everything. And you always ask questions and scratch your head um, if it was a one term thing, because then you can think about it the next term we can get someone in and make things different, make things better. But he was the president of the FIFA um I guess you could say, of FIFA. And he, since 1978, he was in power. Um, And they kind of go throughout how this voting happens. Um, It's it's very similar to any other voting you would do for a committee. Um, You know, there's, there's ballots. You go up there, you take your vote, they count the votes. And how they break it down in in the countries and how this man was in power you could just think of it like this if he knows he's one running for the next candidacy and he wants his votes he's going to go to those countries and saying hey if you vote for me i will bring a world cup to you which is what he did um with uh south africa world cup what he did with the now Qatar World Cup and the Russia World World Cup. Not a lot of people see these, I guess, conferences or elections. But when Russia was elected, their World Cup, no one expected that. USA were the front runners to host that World Cup. They had all the transportation. They had all the hotels, the roads, 
um, the stadiums. They had the capacity to do everything. And they just had to make a bid and, you know, make their make their their stand on the World Cup better than anyone else. And the fact that Russia knew and, you know, people have come out saying that their roads were going to be a major issue for the World Cup. They're 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 not the best to uphold that much. I guess, vehicle transportation, you know, their roads aren't the best. Um, and that's just might be like a simple reason, really. It, it doesn't sound like a good reason. But, you know, that's still when you're competing on where to host a World Cup nation, you want to have the best possible. And, you know, that was everyone thought, you know, USA is going to win. It's, it's the most logical choice. But then when the voting came to an end, and it, it sounds weird. They did two World Cups in, in, in one go. They did the next one for 2018 and the next one for 2022. And USA wanted 2018. And, you know, the government from Russia, you, you got to think of it. We have Putin, Vladimir Putin, if I'm even saying his name right, but look at what's going on right now with Russia. Like, it's 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 crazy to think about this guy in 2018 was hosting a World Cup for the whole entire, you know, all the nations coming there. And, and now he's literally at war with Ukraine. And would not, would anyone like not second guess that there's corruption there? That he paid off Sepp Blatter? to to win that election look at how much money he has now how many resources he has now accessible to him like this is just years and years of him accumulating all this money to what he actually wanted to do which is to grow his empire his russian empire and now with the the, the fact that qatar won keep in mind the world cup wasn't supposed to be held in in this time of the year we were supposed to have it in the summer and that was the main issue from a lot of people if i'm going to go see the world cup and it's a hundred and fifteen and hundred and five degree weather there how is that going to be suitable for players you know playing in in in, in high performances they're gonna die of heat stroke and and, and and exhaustion like we're we're pushing them so far and now that we have it in december i mean excuse me november um there's not that question of of the heat anymore but it it was still baffled by everyone that qatar won and again if you want to see what what these elections were like and and the surprised faces i i highly recommend just go to netflix and watch the new fifa doc that came out and it just blows your mind how everything is interweaved like a spider web that there's a hand in every single pocket and the reason why so many careers have not uh, for the footballers, you know, because ultimately is what they're always saying is they care about the the young, the young footballers and 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 the younger generation. The fact that they are the ones not 
benefiting from all of this that is just going to the pockets of all these um, elected presidents and these committees and they just keep making money over like governments are breaking their neck trying to get the next world cup there's going to be some corruption in there you know we can't accept that anymore in this now day and age that everyone's a saint in these positions that hold power because we just don't believe it anymore time and time after uh again and again they've proven to us that they cannot you know hold that responsibility i mean let's quote spider-man here for for his his quotes with with great power comes great responsibility and we've never really seen that in a person in power there's always some other side of them that they're doing something shady or they're doing something corrupt and when it when it comes to uniting a world you would think there would be some sort of give back you know like we're 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 just happy for what we have and and we want to do more for the world but just the way that they break it down it's it's insane how the corruption has been going on for years this isn't the past five years or 10 years this has been going on since the the world cup was started in 1930 1930 was the first world cup now back then the the fact that some a lot of the black uh, players could not play in this World Cup and they would not want to host the World Cup anywhere near Africa. Like that's not how they pictured the world. They thought, you know, this is a, a football that belongs to Europe and they, they, were, they were just very arrogant. And when they opened their doors more to the whole, to everyone, it, it, it just started becoming more and more corrupt after that, like, if you want me to do this for you, then how much are you going to give me? Um, and it's just going back and forth with all that. It's insane to see all this corruption, um, I guess you could say. It's, it's a lot of frustration to see. And it's it's everywhere. And now to bring up some details and, and some facts um, to get everyone on the same page. Um we can talk about uh, another World Cup. For example, uh, in 1978, was um, uh, the World Cup was held in Argentina. Now, when they broke up, I mean, I w I'm not a history nerd or anything like that, but I love to learn about history and, and things that have happened in the past. I didn't know that in the 1970s, Argentina had a, a dictatorship government um, and the way that they were ruling things and, and the way that they treated their citizens for years, um, they thought they could make up for it by bringing a World Cup there to make their citizens more, I guess, forgetful of the things that have been happening so they can continue in their power. You know, it's it's always divert their eyes, give them something they want while we do something else in the background. And so this dictatorship, again, at this point, FIFA was already corrupt in, in the 1970s, that they were accepting multiple sponsorships to get more and more money and, and, and to create more publicity for the World Cup. 
Um, and so when they were hosting for the 1978, again, they have to do the same thing. They have to elect the next country to host the World Cup. And when Argentina won it, again, it was breaking necks, like what is going on, you know, looking around like, how is the dictatorship government? How are we going to hold the World Cup there? And it's funny that Argentina won the World Cup that year too. It's it's insane how we've come through all of this, and it's just years and years of trusting them to do the right thing, but no transparency. Never any transparency. It's always when they're getting criticized, they're coming out and saying, no, this is not, nothing is there. We have implemented this, we have implemented that. And there's, there's, um, there's always frustration that comes out of them that they're trying to divert it into something else, to gaslight something else, to make the attention and, you know, not towards them. Um, and, the fact that it's been working for all these years, it's, it's, it's crazy to see, you know, it's to me, football has always been bringing communities together. I've, I've played with people that I can't hold a conversation with. I, I don't know what their, their, what language they're speaking, but we come together and, and we play a beautiful game and, and you make a friend out of that at the end of the game and 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 you come back and you play again the next week and you you actually start learning more like there's never any borders when it comes to football everyone can come together just to play an amazing game and the fact that they've robbed that from a lot of people and they're holding a world cup that's not going to support the lgbt community it's insane like you're not you're you're saying that you're not going to provide any security for any uh, for for this community you that you're not going to accept any of that but when you bid bidded for the world cup you knew you were inviting the whole world so you can't deny that from from people coming into your country you know you have to what you they they have gone on record and said that they are there are people who are humble when they have tourists come and they 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 love to show off their country so why are you doing that to a specific group like and they yeah you have to respect people's religion i completely understand that but what about the respect for a human being you know that's it's it's still there out of taking religion away from everything everyone is a human being we all are going to die we were all, we're, we're all going to 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 live our lives why not live it together why have those those labels that you wouldn't protect a certain person because they have a a different partner than you have that's not fair you know and the fact that they also treat their their women you know the way that they do is it's insane i've always believed that women should be in power in this world and 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 the fact that women were oppressed for years that they had a fight for this position not a lot of men stood up to fight you know women had to stand up for them uh, for themselves 
Um, and I think it's time now that men do stand up for women. You know, they do so much. They provide life, guys. Like, come on. Like, we can't do that. <laughs> they, We can't make life. That's it. It's as simple as that. And um, I just think that there should just be a bigger respect for, 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 for women. And to have a World Cup in Qatar where they're not doing any of these, you know, basic human rights and the world cup should stand for for that and that it's being hosted there you know it's it's insane you know there's there they were money in pockets and it's a shame to see that that they didn't even overturn it that hey we found out some crazy corrupt stuff we're gonna take this world cup away from you um and they just didn't you know Things were in place. They decided to just continue with it. Um, and and here we are now. The World Cup's away, uh, a, a few days away now. And, you know, I think this should, this should be brought up as well. That we shouldn't just focus on, you know, this is Messi's and Ronaldo's last World Cup. You know, we want them to win something. And, and I just think that out of everything, there's going to be... A lot of stories on the deaths of all of the workers and for the stadiums that they keep trying to cover that up that they were just minor accidents uh, that that's not just the whole entire total and and just misleading the numbers and of course you know that's the only logical explanation that they would do for a PR stunt that oh the numbers are lying that's not the truth and they don't go in depth in it um, you know it's, it's it's shady stuff when that happens. But I love football. I'm going to to be watching it along the way. But I, I think we should also stand up and speak about these issues because it's 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 human rights, you know. I and I see footballers like Bruno Fernandes just talked about it in an interview that as footballers they're seeing this as well that the deaths of workers and that's not how they want to go about things they want to to come together and and that just shows you the people who play it are different than the people who are running it they understand that there are no borders you know you can talk to anyone and and create a friend uh for example in that interview bruno fernandez was speaking with christian erickson in an interview and there he's danish and he's portuguese and 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 they they have created a great friendship on the field they have a great understanding but they speak two different languages and the the fact that they can come together it just it just shows you what a community that can be and the fact that we're not respecting any of that is 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 just um you know it just needs to be talked about and you see it a lot now. Um, you know, everyone's training in, in, in Qatar. The the teams are arriving. Um, now there'll be more press conferences. Um, so we'll see how that, how many players actually speak up about it. And, you know, I think everyone should be made aware of this. And, yeah, I just hope that uh, we can all come together and understand more of this this tournament and especially because it will be coming to the United States in um, 2026. Um, I think it's going to be huge. 
in the United States, this this sport has been growing. And now that it's coming back here, I think it's going to grow even more. There's going to be even a, a bigger uproar of, of football here. And um, I, I just I'm just happy to see that it'll be in a place where all countries are welcome. Um, the United States has, has always welcomed everyone um, um, to, to come here and, and to live, you know, to try to live their best life. I'm not going to say that United States is the best because we are at fault of corruption here as well. There is a lot of things behind the scenes of with our government. Um, and, you know, I know the same thing that I was saying about the other countries wanting to have that revenue, that financial revenue of hosting a World Cup. I'm pretty sure that was in the back of the United States' minds as well. Um, I'm just saying that this is a country that's more open-minded with their women and their LGBT community. It's it's more accepting of that. And I feel like it's going to be safer, safer for people to be here in that aspect. Um, and, you know, I'm excited just to see, you know, people from all over the world coming here, supporting their countries, me learning about their countries and 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 playing football with them you know i think it's a beautiful thing and you know i just can't wait for it um but that's that's mostly it for the world cup it's i guess you could say that was a rant um it's just me venting to you guys on on <laughs> on my on my aspect on how this sport has been open, you know, my eyes have been open to the things in the background. I felt like I was blind, you know, thinking that, you know, nothing was going on with FIFA, you know, just thinking that they stand for good and they stand for the world. Um, but they actually stand for the money in their pockets. And it's insane to see. And hopefully the new president can be more transparent and in, in, in all these things in the voting for the next world cup after the united states is more transparent and you know no more you know pockets being lined with money and it's just really sad to see the careers of a lot of players not taking off because of that um and like i said i highly recommend you guys watch it it's on netflix it's it's four episodes um and it just goes in depth of the spider web cult mentality that they had in FIFA. It's 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 sad to see. Um, but another topic, I guess you could say breaking news and everything. I am a little late to the conversation. But I also did want to talk about this because it's another big, big aspect in football with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo recently, I guess, released interview. Not fully released. Uh, we're expecting it on Wednesday to come out in full. Not a full 90 minutes so they're gonna do Wednesday and Thursday but if you haven't heard of the name Cristiano Ronaldo um, I don't know where you have been because you know anyone in the, the sport world will have heard of his name um, you know he's he's pretty popular he has uh, <laughs> he's, he's the most influential uh, person on Instagram I think he has the most followers and he has done an interview uh, saying that he has felt betrayed by his club, Manchester United. And I, I, I believe everyone has the right to speak. Um, that's kind of what I'm doing um, here for my podcast. I feel like, you know, I would love to speak and 
to the community and I have a platform where I can do that. Cristiano Ronaldo has that platform, which is him. You know, he's made himself into what he is today. And when he speaks, a lot of people will listen. And the fact that he's saying that he feels betrayed by his club and that he has no respect for his manager is is a is a bombshell. It's <laughs> I don't think anyone expected this before the World Cup. Um and it's just a little it's a it's a little bit egotistic not a little bit, it's a lot egotistical to to kind of make it about you um and not speak up what you're saying like like what you're talking about is you, I I understand it. You're speaking out about a club that hasn't made any changes from the past 20 years. If you didn't know, Cristiano Ronaldo played for United um, when he was in his 20s. He he started off his career, well, his career blew up in, in Manchester United. And when he left to Real Madrid and then to Juventus, uh, now he's 37, uh, back at Manchester United. He's saying that he hasn't seen the club progress since he has left. And you expect a club to make changes to improve their training ground, improve their <laughs> what this is his words, his kitchen staff, their their recovery, which will be their jacuzzi, their pool. You expect a multi-million dollar club with the revenue that they have to have a state of the art training ground and you he is right in what he is saying. You you see this in clubs like Manchester City, Arsenal, Liverpool, that they're not just focusing on the players that they're bringing in, but they're focusing on building within. They're, they're creating things for their players to have an easier time at training, to recover faster, to be better, because that is where they are almost 24-7 is at the training ground. Um, and to see that that hasn't been improved is, is a shocker. Now, bringing up past quotes, um, from other players, uh, similar to what Ronaldo was saying about the club, because I'll bring up what he's saying about the manager in a second. Um, but Zlatan Ibrahimovic has also criticized the owners and the club. Alexis Sanchez has said the same thing. He His first day in the training ground, he went to his agent and he said, is there any way we can tear up this contract because I have made a mistake? There is something going on behind the scenes with the club and the owners that we do not see. That's how it is in a lot of places. Um, um, they're, they're hiding things from the media that they don't want people to know. And, you know, that's everyone everyone shit stinks you know it's it's someone will not want people to know what's what's going on so they're gonna hide like ah no nothing's going on yeah no it was just a stupid stupid you know time no nothing happened and and so that same mentality is of course what their and owners will do for any company or club oh no that's just a lie you know nothing's going on and they're just gonna sweep things under the rug it happens, but there has to be changes. There has to be improvements if you have that much money and you're you're 
your contracting superstars. They have egos. And and with egos comes expectations. And they're expecting to have this. I mean, if 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 you're a football player and <clears throat> you get your shot at Manchester United and you look at the training ground and you think, oh, I'm going to play for this big club. <clears throat> Excuse me. You expect to have, you know, everything there. You know, you expect to have your recovery there, your training ground there, to be in the best performances, not working with 20-year-old equipment, you know, that's still there. That's a little bit shady, I guess you can say, that they haven't made those improvements. And there's a lot of stuff in the background, I think, we won't know until the owners either sell the club or kicked out of the you know position i'm i'm not entirely sure but they i think the one thing excuse me a lot of people should take from cristiano ronaldo's interview when it does come out is focus on what he's talking about the glazer family which is are the owners of manchester united now if if you're american and you hear the Glazer family, and you watch the NFL, that might concern you a bit because they are actually the owners of the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. They have a player like Tom Brady in their team. So are these owners more focused on their NFL team or their multi-million dollar company uh, overseas, Manchester United? Where would they be funneling more money? On their home ground? Or overseas where they're making a lot a lot of revenue? Because Manchester United is one of the biggest clubs in the world. They have that commercial status that everyone, you know, knows. They 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 made a big name in their in their history, uh, when they've won many Champions League trophies and, and Premier League trophies. That's where they got their world name. And um, the fact that you just don't see that passion from the owners. They have only been to one game this season, which was the opening game. Um, and if we take Wrexham FC, which we recently talked about in one of the, uh, the first podcasts, actually, their owners, Rob, uh, Rob McAlealy and uh, Ryan Reynolds, they are so involved in that club. Um, they even made a whole series themselves on how they had their upbringing with the club, how much they respect the community because they know that they're, they, they are a public image there um, that they were not a part of before they came out of nowhere to join uh, a welsh team and they're americans and they have a lot of money people are going to question them but the fact that they came out openly and transparent about it on what they wanted to do that's what made them accept them as owners um we've never heard that from the glazer family i've never i'm not sure if they've said that to any tampa bay buccaneer fans if you have i'd love you guys to reach out to me and we could have a conversation about this because 
I want to know how they're treating their their team there. I mean, I haven't done much re, um, reading on how they've been with the NFL, but how they're treating Manchester United in in you know the English Premier League, it's not <laughs> the best. Um, it, it, it compared to the other big clubs in 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 Europe, Manchester United as a club are miles miles behind, and now that they have this coach that the fans are behind a lot of the players are behind you know we're we're having this trust in the coach but all of that is for nothing if you don't have the backing of your owners they're the ones that are going to provide you the players if if they said that we spent a lot last season you got to play with the players you have that's not it. We can't do that. We're, we're the players are coming back from a World Cup that everyone wants to win. Everyone wants to win a World Cup as as a player, and you're they're gonna come back tired and expect their their coach to give them the same. You know, you have to make choices on who you're going to get to help boost your club for the second part of the season. This is this is the issue many clubs are seeing right now. Um, what are we going to do when the the players come back? Are too many players going to be fatigued? Uh, how many injuries are going to happen? Uh, because it, there's only so far you can push a, the body to before something breaks. Um, so that's also going to be interesting to see after the World Cup or during the World Cup, how many injuries, you know, people just giving it their all and, you know, something happens. Um, but... That that's that's it for this episode, guys. That's all I really had. Um, the it was just basically a rant here, um, and you know a lot of things are going on. The World Cup is going to be starting soon. Um, I I really want to do another podcast about this uh, World Cup. Um, maybe after we go we get through the knockout stages um, and see what teams are still there. I'm I'm going to be honest here. I think Brazil will win it. I want Argentina to win it. Of course, Messi. Yeah, I think he has a a big chance. He ha- he seems to be extremely motivated to do it this year. So um, I feel like all of Argentina is behind Messi. I can't see Ronaldo doing much out of the group stage. I feel like he's just going to be focused on himself, trying to score a lot of goals to make himself you know, available, like a, a good price on the market so he can get to a good team because he clearly still wants to play at the top level. Um, oh, and, and and on the fact of what he said about the manager, that he doesn't respect him because uh, Eric Ten Hag hasn't shown any respect to Ronaldo. It's It just sounds like a baby. Um, it sounds like I've... I've done this and this and this my whole life. I should have respect automatically given to me. And all the, the previous coach, Ali Gunnar I know I, I probably said that wrong. He is Norwe- Norwegian, um, but Ali was a previous teammate to Ronaldo when they were uh, playing together back in the day. And the fact that he was the manager 
at the time when Ronaldo came to United, I feel like he probably thought he could manipulate him to get him on the starting team con- consistently, no matter what he would say on the training ground. Not performing on the training. I'm not entirely sure because I wasn't there at the training ground. Um, but when it he was sacked from his position, they brought in another coach, Ralph Ragnarik, to finish off the rest of the year. And then he made comments on that coach saying that he didn't even know who he was. Um, United should be bringing a, a bigger coaches than that. And I thought Ralph was a, a great coach and his philosophies and what he was trying to do and, and, and build. But he was just portrayed as a villain because of the comments. He said that the club need open heart surgery. And owners didn't like that. And But he was... Um, I guess you could say a harder coach on his policies compared to Ole, who was very easygoing. He he, he never really had a plan, so he kind of just, you know, told the players to go out there and do their best. And so Ronaldo, I guess, you know, he kind of took it upon himself to be one of the top scorers last season. And, you know, he thought that was enough to guarantee his starting spot this season. But with a new manager, Eric Ten Hag said, no, you know, you got to prove that. You got to show me. And he has not because he's only scored, I think, two goals this season. Once, one against uh, a lower division team that, you know, not a lot of people have heard of in, in the Europa League. And I think one in the Premier I'm not even sure if he scored in the Premier League. But it, he just hasn't been there. And when the team plays without him... Everyone knows we play better without him. It's 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 clear. It's miles clear that as a team, they play better without Ronaldo in that position. But again, I think that's just it. You know, it's 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 a lot going on this World Cup. We'll we'll come back to it, uh, of course. Um, if you want to reach out to me uh, on Twitter, that's s s d d underscore podcast or you can follow us on instagram at ssdd underscore pod um and you can reach out to me on there and we can have a conversation or we can bring you on to the podcast as well again this is a community for all i want to bring more people on here and to talk about um you know you know any 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 topic really this is just more about me this is a, a thing that i love um so yeah Thank you all for listening. I appreciate you all. Um, And again, I've been your host, Sacramento. And this has been the Same Shit, Different Day podcast.